if you are trying to build a community it is not easy to building build a community it is as good as building a company though you don't uh, have any uh, mindset of making profit or making money out of it uh, building community is hard especially in today's age with pandemic around people don't want to step out of their houses everything is online and there are a lot of online communities uh, coming up every day it is very hard to build don't give up uh, whether you find a speaker or not uh, whether you you have enough audience or not make sure you run the show uh, as in as as in the show business people uh, usually tell the show must go on uh, have that attitude no matter what the show must go on uh, uh, don't give up and be persistent uh, about running the user group and it is a long marathon don't expect short term uh, short term success hello everyone welcome to your brand new podcast called in your shoes this podcast is for you to learn more about new people and professions from around the world i would like to take you on a journey to understand the life and times of a new person every two weeks and get a chance to get into their shoes to learn what they do why they do and how they do it on the show today i have jeevan dongre i have known jeevan for almost a decade we first came together in 2011 to form a community in india for amazon web services users i have known jeevan to be a community leader with a passion for helping and supporting others in the technology space i'm so excited to have him today on the podcast welcome to the podcast jeevan thank you so much vivek jeevan for our podcast listeners uh let's share a little bit about yourself like where you are coming from and what you do for living today um i am jeevan i am from mysore uh india a small town in india and uh, right now i am based out of bangalore uh, which is called the uh, you know silicon city of india um uh, I uh for living I do run a startup called Anstack which is into serverless consulting uh apart from uh, you know running the, my own startup I also run AWS user group Bangalore uh, as Vivek mentioned earlier we all came together almost a decade ago to start this community and have been running this community for the last uh, 10 years uh apart from this I uh, uh I used to work in different startups as devops engineer devops architect and also engineering manager and last year is when i decided to quit my full time job and uh, jump on to the startup uh, bandwagon thank you jeevan it's so exciting to hear from that so jeevan you said that you moved from working for a larger organization including startups and then now running your own your own company how was that transition for you so uh, that transition was i feel it's quite well planned uh, at least for me because i always wanted to move towards a bigger and larger companies as and when i grow in my career so i started from a very start very to small startup like five six people startup and then later uh, joined a large organization which is like 5000 6000 people and that is when i felt okay <clears throat> you know this is the right time to start something on my own and uh, 
I was always passionate to start something on my own. I, I constantly, uh, no, I was constantly preparing for uh, the journey. That you know, I I don't want to be an employee forever. I want to do something on my own. I think that passion and that ambition was very strong, and eventually it happened. I just went with the flow. Uh, looks like it went with the flow, but there was a lot of planning also involved in the back back end. All right. Uh, so Jeevan, you mentioned that there was some planning involved, and uh, it was not like sudden jump. Can you share a little bit, if you can, on what sort of planning had to go behind your transition from working as an employee to becoming as an employer? Uh, to become an employer, uh, it is it is always important to have a wide uh, experience. You know, working with a smaller team and then working with a larger team. In 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 terms of larger team, you learn a lot of. One will learn a lot of discipline. Uh, more organized the process, uh, communication, uh, people management. Working with smaller team made me technically strong. Uh, learned a lot of good things about technology. That is when I learned about DevOps, AWS Cloud, and a lot of other things. Um, so I always wanted to have a mix and match of uh, mix and match of both the world from a startup to an enterprise. Uh, so that that was the plan bit. And the uh, rest of the thing just follows. I mean, I started uh, my career in a very small startup, working for a government organization. Then I moved to a e-commerce company. I worked there for five years. And e-commerce was at peak uh, during that time. And then I moved to a technology startup, uh, then which got acquired by a large company. So I have seen from small company transition towards a larger uh, company that experience is really really important to become an employer in the, in this process we learn a lot of things that's actually really insightful so what you what i understood is you your experience and diverse experience across working for a larger team and larger setup taught you to become more disciplined and focus on skills like people management um, and when you had worked in smaller team, you essentially got lots of technology skills and skill sets for running and are basically making things happen. And you mentioned that the mix and match of these both worlds was really an important ingredient uh, to the decision that you made to start your own organization. Yep. Could you share what kind of challenges you had to face when you moved from a smaller setup uh, to a larger organization, as you said, 5,000, 6,000 people. And how was that transition for you? When uh, I was working with a smaller team based out of Bangalore, not global, no global presence, it was quite easy to catch people, get things done, not talk to them or a cup of coffee, understand what they do. And you have a strong connection. You build a connection with the people and you know the working becomes very easy getting things becomes very easy when you move to a larger organization number one a lot of people get disappointed or little uh, upset is the process they have to follow a lot of process when they enter a large organization that is number one and number two a organization which has got global presence working out of different countries different time zones and different people and most of the time we don't get to meet all of them it's, mm. it's just through the online conference and video calls we talk to them. There is there is very little uh, chance of 
connecting with them emotionally right right uh, so that's that's a major challenge what i see uh, in terms of moving from a smaller organization to larger organization and mm-hmm. another thing would be uh, i uh, i think process is a major major thing uh, really. uh, okay when, i mean in in startup you know i write the code somebody else is will you is like sitting next cubicle i can just say hey can uh, you just review my code but in a larger organization probably the the person who is reviewing the code is sitting in another part of the world right and uh, it takes a lot of time to get uh, uh, get the review push the code and what not so i think that is a kind of uh, that is little that, that that will be a little stressful uh, for people who come from a, a small organization to a large organization right thank you jivan uh so jivan if someone listening to this podcast uh is not fully aware of the field and the domain that you work in uh running your own organization can mm-hmm. you just briefly describe what kind of work do you do and what kind of problems do you solve for customers um so as i said earlier we are completely into serverless we don't do anything uh, which runs within a vm environment or even a container environment we only uh, take up things which can be you know executed on serverless platform made be any cloud aws azure or google we help our customers to migrate from a typical ec2 stack to serverless stack lambda api gateway azure functions google cloud functions and we also build products on top of uh, pure serverless stacks uh, without running an ec2 instance or without running a vm in any of the cloud so this is what uh, we do uh, for uh, as as anstack this is what we do and we also help uh, people to build uh, amazing ux uh, for their product uh, and also build ui for the product if not the whole product we only take up the ux and ui part this is what we do at tankstack okay and uh, jivan i like that you emphasized on uh, using serverless instead of relying on on premise or like virtual machines uh what made you focus solely on serverless as a way to solve problems for your customers so i have been devops uh, engineer uh, for most of my career uh auto scaling uh, ec2 instances bringing down vms uh, bringing up vms configuring uh, vms load balancing vms uh, take care of network ingress and all these things not typical devops guy and uh, serverless was a kind of enlightenment for me because uh, you know there is no concept of okay i'm getting more traffic i need to scale up my ec2 instances make sure rds is cool all the queries are returning and my network is cool uh, there is no uh, no uh, network uh, problem or something like that so serverless just works seamlessly uh without uh, much of an intervention from a devops engineer or a system admin and it also help uh, customers or organization to purely focus on building their business rather than building the infrastructure so today what i feel uh, if you look at any large organization enterprise they spend almost 50% of their time uh, building applications or uh, business applications and 50% of the time goes in building infrastructure make sure there are 
enough uh, hardware the data center the network is good the storage is good electricity is that and all so serverless uh, eliminates uh, all these things it will help people and customers uh, focus only on building their business application rather than building their infrastructure and uh, another major advantage of serverless is highly available and it's highly scalable uh, because we are offloading a lot of those management problem to the cloud service provider and another thing a major advantage about serverless is it's not it's pay it's a real pay as you go model uh, for example if you have an application running within an ec2 environment or a vm environment whether you get the traffic or not whether people use your application or not you still have to pay for the ec2 uh, in terms of serverless it's only for invocation if somebody sends a request you only pay for that request and you won't have to pay for just running the vm all the time so that's a major cost uh, advantage in uh, serverless okay thank you for sharing that information with the listeners jeevan so jeevan you mentioned in the beginning uh, when you were introducing yourself that you like and and we have been known each other for a while especially in the community space so can you also briefly share uh your experience running and growing this community of amazon web services users in india i must say uh the community has contributed a lot to my personal life uh, uh to it actually made me a better person so we all started uh, we started aws user group uh, almost a decade ago and i still remember this memories are memories are still fresh uh we had one of uh, one of the evangelist of aws uh, as a uh, inaugural speaker and uh, i learned a lot of things from you and shri and other uh, people from the user group how how you talk to people how uh, you know how you inspired them to become a speaker how we uh, used to inspire people to attend user group and stuff like that and i was just i was fresh out of college and i was closely observing the activity activities you uh, you guys doing around the user group and there were times when we had only 10 people though we still managed to keep the interests uh, interest of the people and uh, try to do some kind of activity but uh, eventually you know we all went to different directions and uh, the meetup uh, was paused for few years i think one or two years it was paused and uh, finally i decided uh, one day it was just a wake up call that you know what one morning i just woke up and realized okay i have we have this aws groups which which we are not doing anything let me let me try to do something i said i think i also sent you an email i still remember uh, you connecting with me with uh, uh joydeep sen sharma uh he was our first speaker from uh, from cubol one of the co-founder of cubol uh we 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 scheduled this meetup uh, at aws office itself and uh, after the meetup one of the aws employee walked to me and said yeah, you know what uh, this is bangalore uh, we have such a great uh, tech community uh you know we should, that the user group and the meetup should not die and it should you should uh, continue to grow this user group that is that is kind of a life changing moment for me and i decided no matter what i will not stop running the user group uh, uh, user group so i i i continued that passion i continued that uh, you know uh, 
uh, force. Uh, I met a lot of good people. Uh, we had great speakers and uh, in the in this journey also found uh, Habib uh, who became one of the co-organizer as well and helped uh, to run the user group in a very different way. We had anniversaries meetups as well sometimes. Uh, we had our fifth anniversary meetup as well, I think in the 2016. Uh, the community uh, kept growing uh, stronger and stronger. We added a lot of people, a lot of uh, uh, speakers, a lot of members. And uh, finally, AWS also recognized our contribution, uh, I think 2016 or 17, And they also started uh, helping us uh, in terms of connecting people to speakers and uh, you know the organization where uh, they, we can host meetups. In the 2017 or 18, I think 18, 17 is when we, AWS proposed a, uh, the format called AWS Community Day, which where it, where it uh, actually motivates and inspires the local communities to run one day or two day uh, uh, events uh, in and around AWS technologies and services. And uh, uh, Habib uh, and I, we decided now we should do this and uh, and we, uh, uh, we we hosted our first community in the year 2017. Uh, we had uh, 200, 250 people. It was a paid event. We charged some 200 rupees, uh, like 25, 30 dollars. Uh, and uh, it was running in two locations. Uh, we had a huge success. And uh, the next year, 2018, is when I decided to take this uh, to a next level and I had a team uh, thankful uh, thankfully I had a team I had a team around me who could uh, take up uh, various responsibilities and in the year 2018 we had 450 people uh, attending the event with three tracks and 37 speakers and that is when the community uh, started growing in an exponential way like an autistic ho way in last year, we did an event, uh, same event, AWS Community Day for two days, one day workshop, one day conference, and we had thousand people uh, attending uh, the you know conference, uh, and it, it happened in one of the very fancy five-star hotels in Bangalore. Um, from being a small community uh, user group to scaling up to an eight thousand plus. Uh, uh, user group with three community days uh, and I we were the first Bangalore user group was the first user group to host community day and uh, I think since last year a lot of other cities like uh, Chennai and uh, Mumbai they also hosted uh, uh, community days and uh, another thing is Bangalore user group as a as a user group it inspired a lot of other cities to start the user group activity especially in Chennai, Kochi, um, Mumbai uh, so we have a very activity, active uh, communities, uh, community activities, uh, you know, happening uh, in these cities as well. In the journey of the whole, uh, you know, uh, building the community, I met so many amazing people, uh, so many good speakers. I learned a lot uh, in terms of technology and uh, no power, what interpersonal uh, skill. Uh, it actually made me a better person, uh, better person. Uh, I mean, I, I think uh, if I, I had to read like hundreds and thousands of books to gain so much of knowledge or probably blogs or websites or videos, but meeting people, learning from each other is the biggest, in the best form of learning, which actually 
inspired me to keep this community grow and keep this community active the primary reason and the primary inspiration for me to keep this community is because i used to get i used to meet so many people i get to meet so many amazing people in fact right i i totally see i think your contribution and the other members especially organizers to kind of grow this community to what it is today is just so amazing and so heartwarming to see where i think we as you said uh, the first event we had like few people and speakers and we had times where there was no one mm-hmm. and now when you had so successful community events behind and such a thriving set of people and an and engaged set of people i think it's such i i'm quite happy to see the leadership that you and the other members took and um took the chance and the opportunity when there was there was no one so this is something which i still look back and i say this is one of the greatest things that i could see that people could take up positions and fill a void which exists without permission and that's what you did and i think that's a lot of the reasons why i think you are successful today and uh you've been able to venture into starting your company so i'm really so happy and also thankful in sense that you continued you persevered and you you made it so i'm really happy for that jivan thank you so much vivek jivan you said that you started working in the field of as a devops engineer so could you describe what led you to choose focusing on devops in the initial parts of your career and what did you learn through your journey in that space uh this is a very interesting uh, uh question uh, i would like to answer it uh, in a very very honest way um i was a very bad and pathetic developer uh, i mean uh i i never used to I, i never used to write a great code uh, it was it was always it used to work but it was really really bad in terms of the coding standards and everything uh, but i st- i used to understand the system level concept uh, really well uh, and uh, my final year project uh, in engineering during my engineering was also on cloud computing i worked on google app engine uh, during my final year so i always i was always you know attracted towards the systems the virtualization the data center and stuff like that but i was never had an opportunity to work on those things so when i was working in one of the e-commerce companies uh, that is when uh, they wanted somebody to look after the infrastructure part we were running on aws and that is when i took charge and i said you know what i i i anyways uh, suck at uh, Uh, my programming skills why don't you allow me to take this up uh, and uh, and my cto and the co-founder of the company was very uh, you know open enough to give me that opportunity and that is when i started uh, learning what is ec2 how do i ssh to a system how do i uh, install a package made uh, an apache engine what is nginx what is apache what is an app server what is a web server how does rds work so that is when the journey of the entire uh, devops started and uh, 
eventually i started uh, uh, you know started i used to write uh, pathetic java code and uh, i was very happy writing ruby code i was i was i was a ruby developer i started writing ruby code and i started enjoying that as well and i think uh, uh, i gave enough time for the entire the devops part of my career and uh, uh, and that is how i got uh, immersed into this devops uh, devops profession and career so thanks jivan for replying that i think uh, i see that you realized your strength and you double downed on that um to figure out that this is a space where you can be successful and making make and you can make impact yeah and uh, another thing is more than i realized my strength i realized my weakness so i had to overcome that mm that was the point instead of looking at what is my strength i very quickly realized what is my weakness Hmm. And you do not keep those weaknesses affecting you, right? So yeah, you moved yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. You persevered, and you found your niche. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And Jeevan, with now you run this consulting firm, uh, what keeps you going and hopeful for this field of uh, serverless computing? Serverless is today. Uh, if I have to tell what the state of serverless is, it's. it's growing every day it's getting more and more mature it's gaining a lot of traction a lot of enterprises apparently uh, looking at serverless technology because uh, even enterprises are slowly realizing that you know running a vm or spending uh, on vm based environment makes no sense since we can get uh, we can get the same thing out of serverless platform uh, so i feel this is this is cloud 2.0 uh, according to me cloud 1.0 was was the ec2 and the vms and cloud 2.0 is serverless where where uh, people don't bother about uh, their infrastructure uh, what is the ram what is the cpu what is the memory and stuff like that they only focus on you know i need this function i need this microservices to run at so and so condition that's all so i feel this is a cloud 2.0 of uh, no uh, cloud 2.0 so i feel eventually all the enterprises or even uh, startups and smes uh, start building their products on serverless because it it accelerates the development part uh, because there is absolutely no time spent to configure or build infrastructure start get started with the business application mindset worry about your product management how the ux should be how the ui uh, should be i think that is the primary factor and also the cost uh, which is involved uh, in terms of you no know, building infrastructure that is that will be cost and time which involves uh, building infrastructure that is that will be eliminated to a large extent i think that's that's that is something which will pull lot of uh, uh, companies and uh, organizations st- to look at serverless and it also needs some kind of unlearning here and there uh, so that is where we actually uh, come uh, as a consultant to help uh, companies and organization understand what serverless uh, what was serverless is and we also help them to migrate their existing applications to serverless or probably help them to build uh, new applications on serverless right So given in your current role running this organization uh, and stack uh, what kind of challenges have you been facing uh, with respect to the domain of the work and also the challenges around you taking up a new role 
of running an organization one challenge one primary challenge being the lack of education about serverless uh, people always think uh, what is the security how is the security on serverless uh, i mean i tired uh, tired of answering that question it's a i mean security is something which can gets as creative as possible right uh so that the lack of education is the primary uh thing and lot of people think you just copy paste the course uh, you just copy paste the co- code which is running in a vm to lambda it will start working uh, that is not is not true uh i mean primarily tied up to the education as well and uh, second thing is uh, they underestimate the power of serverless there are a lot of things which can be built purely on serverless platforms uh, without running in ec2 instance in fact uh and in spite of sharing the use cases case studies from different different large organization people are still skeptical to look at serverless uh, as of now i think that's the major challenge what i am facing and lot of people are also a little hesitant uh, to move to a serverless platform it's like anyways it's running on ec2 let it run I don't want to take any risk of migration or anything like that, especially in banking and finance sector. The, you know, the complex and uh, sophisticated uh, sector. Hmm. These are the two primary challenges what I face today. And would you have any personal challenges? You're like a consultant, and second, you're kind of running this organization as an employer. uh yes we have lot of challenges in fact number one challenge is how do we how do i get more customers number two challenge is uh, how do i hire the best talent and uh, number three is how do i do all this sitting at home <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's number three is the major challenge uh i think uh, the first couple of years will actually go in understanding uh, the business and uh, as a co-founder or founder we tend to deviate a lot from our uh, vision and our objectives uh, we get attracted to lot of new things let's do this let's do that without uh, even sometime realizing no this is not what we actually uh, this is not the reason why we started the company we get uh, diverted to lot of other things shiny new things to keep our focus very strong and first couple of years it uh, uh, goes in building that brand what is and stack why are we here and also building good customer use cases uh, in the technology world uh, the marketing gimmick or sales doesn't work it's purely the use cases and our technical capabilities capabilities which works right so first couple of years just goes in building those use cases uh you know getting into uh, customers engagement uh, to build uh, complex stuff so that it adds to our technical capabilities uh so these are the things which which are my focus as of now all right so jeevan we'll take a segue from here to talk about um perceptions and stereotypes so for me i think the way i see it is every job and profession has some set of stereotypes attached to it right these are perceptions from outside sometimes they are true in a sense and sometimes they are not entirely correct uh from your vantage point from your view uh what are the stereotypes of the line of work 
that you are in? Uh, okay, I think I have a big list to answer this. I will answer. <laughs> I'll try to answer this in multiple ways. Uh, one, sure. as a software professional, especially in India, uh, people think uh, software professionals are not hardworking. They just sit and you know make money. Uh, they get to work from uh, home, and they usually don't work when they say working from home. They just chill. And uh, every other software engineer, you know, they. Uh, get paid like millions and millions of rupees as their salary every month. Uh, so this is kind of, you know, from a common man, uh, common, common man point of view about a software engineer. As, as, uh, as an entrepreneur, the major challenge is people think uh, that once you have a startup, you'll get funding, you get acquired, you make millions of dollars, which is not true, not every other startup, not every other uh, companies built to get acquired or get funding. It depends on what founders or co-founders want. Um, and people think once we make millions of dollars, we get retired and we are not answerable to anything. And that is not true. Uh, as, as a, as a co-founder or an entrepreneur, if you get uh, uh, funding, that's you're answerable to a lot more people. Uh, actually, uh, that is not true. Uh, people also think... Um, Entrepreneurs don't work really hard. Actually, entrepreneurs work really, really hard because everything is in their hand. They have to earn their uh, meal every every day. Uh, they cannot uh, uh, they cannot afford to chill or relax. Uh, but one more thing I would like to add as a positive point is we can choose when we want to work. Mm. Like we can work on Sundays, we can say, okay, Monday I'm taking it off or at least I have something to do. So that luxury we have, uh, definitely. And uh, another perspective from a software engineer, software engineer standpoint is, especially you know, people like my parents, my in-laws or old people, they can, as a, as a computer software professional, they f- think we can fix any electronic devices or electric <laughs> devices as well. That is not true. And uh, we, most of the software professionals, they don't do tech support. They do uh, write a lot of good code. Uh, software professional doesn't mean they're tech support. And a lot of people also think that, you know, we get to travel a lot uh, as a uh, IT professional, the glamorous airport life and all. That happens only for the C-level executives or a sales or a, or for salespeople, not for a regular software engineer. That is also not true. Uh, so these are the things I would like to uh, add as a stereotype, especially from you know India's standpoint, where people think people stereotype like software engineers are like this and like that. That's not true. And most of the people think that we survive on junk food, which is also not true. And most of the people don't work in night shift as well. Thank you, Jeevan, for sharing that. So, Jeevan, you have uh, in the last thirty minutes when we speak about when we were speaking about your career, your experiences. There are a few things that stood out for me. One is you being a a community leader, uh, a person experienced in DevOps and running infrastructure, and then now as an entrepreneur. And for me, these three pieces are in some ways linked to each other and also still distinct. And I would like you to offer advice to someone who is listening to this call and they would like to go into 
either leading a community or starting a community for 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 sake and uh, then perhaps getting getting into devops so for me i i i want to check what would be the advice that you will offer these people who are trying to get into first building and grooming a community and second um if they want to get into the whole domain of devops and running infrastructure so what is the advice for them what experiences would you like them to have uh number one if you are trying to build a community it is not easy to build a com- build a community it is as good as building a company though you don't uh, have any uh, mindset of making profit or making money out of it uh building community is hard especially in today's age with pandemic around people don't want to step out of their houses everything is online and there are a lot of online communities uh, coming up every day it is very hard to build don't give up uh whether you find a speaker or not uh, whether you f- you have enough audience or not make sure you run the show uh, as in as as in the show business people uh usually tell the show must go on uh, have that attitude no matter what the show must go on uh, uh don't give up and be persistent uh about running the user group and it is a long marathon don't expect short term uh, short term success it almost took uh me and my team and everybody around the community almost a decade to reach 8000 people in the group uh it uh, took us more than 100 uh, plus user group activities offline activities to reach that number don't do it for uh, sake of money don't do it for the sake of fame if you are really passionate talking to lot of people if you have patience talking to lot of people understanding them make them curious uh you being curious understand what they are doing what is the problem they are trying to solve if you have a peoples uh, manager if you are a peoples man then get into community building a community otherwise i strongly suggest don't even think about building a community it's hard if you are an introvert not for you if you are an extrovert yes go for it like uh, i can 100% and surely talk about uh, uh, talk on behalf of uh, vivek as well that you know he's a extrovert he likes to go out talk to people he he likes to meet so many people understand what they do if you have that kind of uh, attitude go ahead and build the community second thing is if you want to be a devops engineer today uh, again when i started my career as a devops engineer uh, i think the coin was uh, the term was being coined what is devops and stuff like 10 years ago almost right so it was very easy for me to call you know i am a devops engineer i do this i do that and stuff like that but today there are so many devops engineer how do you differentiate yourself and devops is a very vast uh, universe now it's a huge ocean today initially when i started there was only aws and there was only vm right today we have containers we have serverless we have azure we have gcp we have kubernetes and we have lot and lot of tools so so calling yourself a devops engineer will be a little hard uh start somewhere uh, keep learning uh, keep learning finally sometime uh, somewhere in the journey you will reach uh, that goal uh, that is uh, second thing and how this leads to uh, starting a company 
uh, as i said earlier running a community is is as good as running uh, a organization the reason why i started a company is to overcome the pain points which i had being a devops engineer uh, i used to uh, get uh, 2 am calls from pager duty your vm is down the rds is not working the backup is not working something something like that i really just wanted to get rid of those problem uh, so that is when uh, uh, serverless came into picture and i was like wow this actually solved most of my problems so that is when i got attracted to it so my uh, another advice would be um, the prob the problem try to solve a problem instead of finding a problem try to solve your own problem rather than trying to find a problem uh, somebody else's problem and fix it right the serverless is kind of my problem uh, i mean sorry devops was kind of my problem and uh, serverless is kind of a fix for for those problems and that is when i got attracted to uh that so instead of trying to fix somebody else's problem uh try to fix your own problem and you can relate to it emotionally if you look at any of the big unicorn startups in swiggy like swiggy or any other uh, startups they actually try to fix their own problems in a way and that is how they scale the company to that a large extent absolutely i think that's a fantastic points i really liked how you ended with stating that finding the your problem and basically scratching your own itch is the first place rather than just being attracted to a particular solution so good so uh jeevan we are almost at the end of our conversation uh i want to check with you if you have any favorite books or podcast or blogs that you really enjoy and you would like to share with other people on this podcast so i like a couple of books out of which i suggest uh, the world is flat which is a must read book for all the budding entrepreneurs and uh, another uh, this is from the thomas friedman uh, right yeah thomas friedman i mean that was the starting point for me at least uh, he he starts the story from uh, with uh, nandan nilakani at golf course in bangalore right i could relate to it uh, from bangalore yeah. right uh, so that was a starting point uh, for me and other book uh, i what i would like to suggest is founders mentality uh, i forgot the name of the author founders mentality is something which will which will help even the employees uh, to think like a founder how you are probably your senior director or vp or probably co-founder think as a business it will help you to uh, uh, grow further and faster in your uh, career and another piece of advice Uh, which is not related to books which are, i always did and followed is always trust for your next job mm. uh, that is really really important so a lot of people today they get carried away with their current role or responsibilities they get carried away they don't really think beyond their uh, current role so always keep an eye and always keep preparing for your next role what you want to do in life whether you want to uh get promoted as a manager or a director or uh start something on your own or anything always trust for the next role is what i would like to advise to the people who hear this podcast thank you thank you jeevan for the recommendations 
this conversation was really useful and i think it was so good to hear from you um also reliving some of the moments that we shared early on so i'm really happy that you chose your time and you invested your time in coming into this podcast jeevan thank you so much vivek for giving an opportunity for me to talk to people and you especially and share my experiences and learning i hope uh, it will help few people at least i i i totally believe uh, it will i think there were a lot of good points uh, i think some gems and i i hope people take the time to go over it and yeah and also reach out to you in case they have questions and in that case uh, jeevan what would be the right channel for our listeners to reach out to you in case they want to follow up uh, they can reach out to me on twitter j w e n d o n g r e my first name last name is my twitter handle awesome and uh, also they can reach out to me on linkedin first name dot last name is my linkedin url fantastic so thank you jeevan and i appreciate uh, you having uh yourself here and i'm so looking forward for this podcast to go live me to me to uh, vivek definitely i'm very excited about this thank you for joining this podcast i hope this was useful and you learned a lot for more such great podcast please do not forget to subscribe to the podcast channel in your shoes on soundcloud spotify and apple music new podcasts uploaded every two weeks Goodbye.